Welcome to Worship with Community Missions Chapel. I'm Reverend Mark Brees, and I'm so grateful to be here with you on this Wednesday of Holy Week, and I uh, hope that uh, your journey so far has been one that has had blessings, even in the midst of all of the things that we face, uh, and that you've come to know that God walks with you through this time uh, and all times. We'll begin our worship with Psalm 70 today as our call to worship. It goes like this. Hasten, O God, to save me. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May those who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, ah, ah, turn back because of their shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. Lord, do not delay. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask that you come into this moment of worship with us, that you bring your spirit to us in a special way, uh, and that you let this day and this time of worship be a special part of our journey through Holy Week as we move closer and closer to celebrating your resurrection and the newness of life that comes with it. Amen. So let's continue then with our first hymn of the morning. Blessed assurance Jesus is mine Oh what a foretaste Of glory divine Air of salvation Purchase of God His Spirit washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my song. Raising my Savior all the day long. This is my story.
Continue to keep those who are uh, struggling with illness um, in your hearts uh, and that you pray for them constantly. Uh, there's so many people who are ill and they especially need uh, our prayers now. Also continue to pray for all those who are uh, helping with this crisis that we have on our hands. Uh, the doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals, the firefighters and uh, uh, police officers, the uh, folks who work in different programs where they need to provide care and support for other people. Uh, there's so many people who need our prayers, so uh, do lift them up, uh, lift up their safety, their health, uh, and their uh, strength of heart that uh, they uh, will feel that we are so appreciative of all that they do. I know too that we each have those individual burdens, those individual concerns, maybe those fears and those anxieties that come with this time. Lift those up to God as well. God's shoulders are great and you can lay all of that concern on God. God will carry you through it all. So take all of those concerns and bring them to this moment of prayer. And remember to ask God to open your eyes. And perhaps God has, and you've paid attention. There have been blessings along the way. Let's forget, not forget those as well. Um, they are here. They are to be seen. Uh, and uh, I know that God will continue to bring them to all of us, uh, both small and large. Let's pray together. As we come now to our time for our message, uh, it's, although it's Wednesday of Holy Week, I'm actually looking back to Tuesday for the text because it uh, meant a, a lot to me uh, this week uh, when I read it. And I uh, wanted to have us take a time to, to look, at, uh, look at it today. It comes from the Gospel of John. It's chapter 12, verses 20 through 36. And um, I'll read that for you here now. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethesda in Galilee, 
and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. After Jesus had said this, he departed and hid from them. This is the word of the Lord. So again, the part that really jumped out, uh, jumps out at me uh, here is that verse, uh, uh, beginning in verse 35, where Jesus talks about the light. Uh, the light is with you for a little longer. Uh, walk while you have the light so that the darkness may not overtake you. Um, this last uh, two verses or so. Uh, um, those of you who've heard me um, preach before or have uh, been in any of my uh, uh, groups or Bible studies will know that I often use a phrase that scripture is always a word on target, which I got from a seminary professor of mine who uh, in turn she got it from a teacher <clears throat> of hers. Um, and scripture is always that. And this is a really good example of how uh, that happens or how that applies in terms of time. Um, Jesus in this uh, moment is talking, uh, we're having the story of him talking with people um, about his coming final journey towards the cross. And so when he's saying to, um, uh, the gospel writer has him speaking to his audience right there, they don't know what comes <clears throat> after Easter yet. Uh, they don't know that there's resurrection. So Jesus is speaking to that audience on target saying, look, I'm only here with you for a little while longer. The light is only here for a bit. So walk with me now um, so that you can learn, so that you're not overtaken um, by the darkness. Um, and that you can become um, those children of light. So that's one on target moment. Um, then there's actually the people reading John's Gospel um, who come after Easter. Again, this is written after uh, Christ's, uh, Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. Um, so for them, there's the light that they understand they carry with them as believers in God, as believers in Christ, as the Messiah, as um, the Son of God who uh, died and was risen again uh, so that we can have newness of life today. And so for them, carrying that light is that idea of having the, uh, 
uh, light of God within them, the Holy Spirit that comes uh, after uh, Christ's resurrection, that they carry it with them, that can lighten all those darknesses that the world um, has to bring. Um, and then there's us today, where we're in the middle of kind of a trial. We're in the middle of um, uh, a time where there is a lot of darkness, it seems. And we're also in this moment of Holy Week, where we're celebrating the way in which that light was in the world, came into the world in a special way, dwelled with us, and went through this uh, amazingly mysterious act of um, walking uh, through this Holy Week, walking through this time towards the cross and death into resurrection, so that there could be forgiveness of sins and newness of life. Uh, so uh, there's all these points of time and where it's always a word on target. But like I said, there's the on target for us, not just the Holy Week part, but in things, the things that we're in the midst of. And that's what I've been thinking about most. Um, one of the things that's going a lot uh, on a lot for me is I, I've been walking a lot more. And I've also been walking in my neighborhood, which I thought I, well, I don't know if I thought I knew most people, but I saw the people that I saw. Our schedules were the same. Nobody schedules the same. I'm running into people that I didn't, don't know who they are. I don't, haven't even familiar with them um, by sight. Um, you know, in normal times when you pass by the people here, we, people say hello, um, but it's, it's um, a polite nod and a hello, how are you, and uh, on, on you go. Uh, maybe a comment or, or two at someone you know a bit better. These days, um, it's different. You know, there's also that hello, and there's at least that little nod and that smile saying, man, aren't these nutty times? And, um, you know, and there's more exchange of pleasantries um, and just more moments of trying to have connection while everybody's lacking that, you know, it's finally warming up, you know, one will say, or a lot of walkers out today, eh? Because there are a lot of walkers. Um, it's people looking for something to do or perhaps, you know, oh, what a beautiful dog. I get that a lot because I do have a beautiful dog, so that's not really new. But nevertheless, you get the idea. People are engaging um, a whole lot more. But of course, from a respectful six feet, or as it is in Canada, two meters uh, from each other. Um, but there's actually something even more than that that I've noticed. Um, the most startling thing is that it's not just a um, hello, how are you? In fact, what I'm hearing more often than not and hearing myself saying is, how are you doing? How are you doing? And there's actually invitation in it um, that I'm offering and that I'm having offered to me to address, you know, how am I doing? Um, don't get me wrong, not everybody's taking up on the offer. I'm not taking everybody up on the offer, but it is certainly there. Um, and I've listened to a few, and I think a few have listened to me as well, um, however short or long it might be. But there's that idea of really trying to um, connect with people to share this moment, um, some of them with deep pains and struggles and concerns, others with just befuddlement about trying to piece together how things uh, are now as opposed, as opposed to how they were a couple of weeks ago even. Um, and in the midst of this, all, all of this, it's Easter coming, it's Holy Week, it's that journey towards um, the cross. This is, for Christians, a time where it's often um, confusing, and it ought to be. Um, we know what's at the other end of it, and we know that there's new life and resurrection. 
but we also know that we go through this time approaching um, uh, this awful thing. We're going through a time of upheaval. We're going through a time of betrayal, a time of injustice, a, a time of suffering, a time of death. All before there can be that newness of life, that resurrection day on Easter morning, where that newness of life breaks in, not just for Christ resurrected, but for each one of us, and the gift that gives us uh, in our life. For all of this novel coronavirus, this uh, global pandemic, um, has kind of brought this dark Eeyore cloud <laughs> over everything. Um, there's also this mood I'm sensing, especially in these walks and these communications with people, um, there's just this feeling that's a little bit like the feeling just before the sun comes over the horizon. I grew up out in the woods a lot um, when I was young and uh, spent a lot of time, a lot of mornings in the dark waiting for the sun to rise as I was out doing whatever it was, fishing or hunting or camping or whatever. And um, there's this time in the morning where uh, things start to brighten, um, the gloom of night, the dark of night recedes, and you begin to be able to see everything, and, and finally there's light that you can see all around you. But there's still that moment where the sun comes over the horizon, and suddenly the light is there, and everything is in sharp relief, and something uh, in sharp contrast shows up for you. Like, it's not just that there's light to see, but the specificity of it, that bright contrast, is suddenly there because the sun, the light, has come up over the horizon. I'm kind of feeling like that's what this passage is speaking about, at least for me, and it can speak for us today in this Easter. These, these verses, as we're traveling through uh, the days of Holy Week towards Easter morning, that the light is with you for a little while longer. Walk, walk while you have the light so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you don't know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of light. I think there is light looming, ready to break forth, if we can just grab onto it. And I think as Easter people, as believers, it's something that we especially need to do now. On the other side of this darkness, of this Eeyore time, of this pandemic, there's beginning to be a new trying for people to con a new trying for connection, of meeting people where they are, of being um, an Easter people, a newness of life people every day. I don't know if everybody's coming at it from that perspective, but I see that perspective from where I stand anyway as a Christian, and I hope you can too. This is really a time for us this Holy Week to move towards that newness of life. I think there has been a change. I think people have realized the separation that we've lived within. I think that we have realized the walls that we've put up um, around ourselves when suddenly the illusion of there being no walls with our mobility and our ability to do whatever it is we want to do, wherever we want to do it, is gone. I think that there is light that can dawn from this. I think that the words of Christ can ring true for us in this moment. We have the light with us now. Back then, the on target was that Christ was with them now, and hang on for a little bit and hang on tight, because I'm not going to be here soon, 
but you'll understand in just a few days. Well, we already understand, and now that light dwells within each one of us. As believers, we carry God's love and God's spirit with us everywhere we go. We carry that light. With this new openness to one another, this urge to communicate, this urge to connect, to bridge those differences and those gaps, just because we're craving it so much. Let's be that change. Let's let this Holy Week and this Easter season be something that lets us become children of light, not just for this moment, for this darkness that we're in the midst of now, be it around the pandemic or the walk through Holy Week, but to be children of light that are a post-Easter people, children that bring light into the world, God's children, wanting to share the light of life and resurrection with all that we meet. Oh, come before.